Hi, I'm Chuck. And Deb. And welcome to Biker Life Radio. We're so truly grateful and thankful that you've joined us today. We've got a very unique show lined up just for you. Biker Life Radio is for those who ride and those who inspire to ride. We are here to reveal the truth behind the motorcycle mystique and bring real life stories of the biker lifestyle. All right. Fantastic, Deb. Thanks. Well, uh, why don't we acknowledge one of our sponsors today? Okay. Today's show sponsor is Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy out of Colorado Springs, Colorado. So if you are ready to put your feet in the saddle, chins to the wind, knees in the breeze, then let's get rolling. Well, we are going to get it rolling. And uh, we're going to actually take where we left off last week. Is that right? Is that what you've got planned? Because you're in charge as usual. Yes. We're going to talk a little bit about group riding a little bit more because, you know, as we thought, I thought through the process of group riding and all of the things that we talked about on last week's show, I didn't want our listeners and audience to leave without some true hands-on practical things that they can do in group riding if it's how they choose to ride. All right. Well, I'm going to say have at it. Uh, we usually do talk about a little bit about what's happened at the beginning of the show. Not much has happened. We've been busy uh, working. It's gotten hot and muggy. It is I'm hot I'm telling you, man, it's just crazy hot and muggy. Um, it's like... Rainy season is here. But, and that, for us, is just takes everything to a whole new level when it comes to humidity and our beautiful Florida oh, climate. Yeah. So we are the tropics. And, and you get to be the tough one. While I'm sitting in a nice, cool AC or out for a leisurely ride, you're actually outside on the what? The court? What is that called? The range. The range. Out on you're the range. You're out on the range. So you've been yeah. out on the range. This is going to be your third week in the road that you're out on the range. Yes. Uh, helping people do what, Deb? I am a Harley Davidson rider coach for the Riding Academy here at Rossiter's Harley Davidson in the beautiful Sarasota area of Florida. And I have the opportunity to actually help people receive their endorsement and new riders learn how to ride. So I absolutely love that. It's one of the things I am most passionate about. And to kind of back it up, this past week's class, as I mentioned, we are in rainy season. So our entire, it's so funny because I check the weather usually when we start the class on a Thursday. And of course, everyone that is new to riding asks, so if it rains, are we still going to ride? And I go, absolutely. I know how so, to ride in the rain. Rain or shine. And this last class was, they were wonderful because they were so optimistic about riding in the rain. And they said, you know what, if we can learn and start in the rain, oh, yeah. then nothing's going to shake us. So true. And uh, I thought that that was a great perspective on the day because we went nonstop rain from the minute we arrived at the range until after we had gotten off and we were all pretty saturated. So it's true. They can ride in just about anything. And the nice thing was, was that the next day when it came to actually getting the certification and going through the test process, we had no rain. It was fabulous. So they did all of the hard work in the rain and then had to actually put their skills to the test. And it was a beautiful day. Still a little warm, but not too bad. And just in case people don't know, Deb, describe sort of how the setup works. Like, like today you're going to be going, given a what, a classroom? In classroom? How does it work? Correct. Uh, you know, there are several different ways the class can be run, but how we run it is we start off the first evening as classroom time. Uh, there is an extensive uh, classroom portion to this. And then Saturday morning, we actually will meet out at the range. Uh, about halfway through the day, we'll head back to the dealership, finish up the classroom work, uh, take a beautiful written test that's nothing to be intimidated about. And then Sunday, we get to head back to the range for more practice riding. And then at the end of that is when they get to test with their skill test. Very good. 
So, so there you go. Anybody that's thinking about it, there you go. You have an idea what to expect. And they also feed you at certain times. <laughs> I know there's that one of the things that also comes up. People always ask, well, well you know, do I have what to bring about a, food? What about right. drinks? All that sort of stuff. Yeah. So at my particular dealership, you know, we're very sensitive to the weather and the hot weather. And so we want to make sure that we help to hydrate all of our students. So there's water provided and there is Gatorade provided. But, you know, you can bring staff. We take breaks often throughout the program in order to make sure that we keep a well-balanced program and everything's very organized and it's just a great class environment. And so people can bring stuff to snack on in between. But then our dealer provides a beautiful, wonderful lunch of pizza (laughs) to kind of get all those carbs filled back up. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so then we finish up the classroom time, end out for the day. And I can tell you that most of the time, especially those that haven't ridden in a while and or are new to riding don't realize how difficult the concept and idea of riding really is. It's a very physical activity and most people don't realize that. Well, that's true. (laughs) Nothing else to say about that. So, you know, in the group riding concept, it does really, I'm going to kind of tie it back into group riding because in group riding, I think that there's a lot more to consider as we mentioned last week than if you just go out and ride on your own. So a few things oh, that I yeah. wanted to to make sure that we talked about and got out regarding group riding, if we can shift gears and head that direction, is, you know, the first thing is, is to make sure that you are ready for the ride, ready to ride, because, you know, oftentimes you may have an end destination that's been discussed, but you may not necessarily the route that you're taking to get there. So I think the most important aspect of being ready to ride is making sure that that you are completely fueled up. And I, you know, good groups mention that. Other groups I know haven't been as uh, forthcoming with that as a really great tip and idea. And we've even heard stories from some that have ran out of gas, RJ, while you're riding. And so <laughs> uh, I don't know about if it's when in a group, but I know that that was something that was recently mentioned to RJ again, is that he didn't run out of gas in a group ride. So making sure that you're, you're fueled and ready to go. But before you even get to the gas station, it's important that you do a thorough walkthrough of your motorcycle and make sure that it's ready for the road and ready for the ride. So checking out your tires, checking all of your fuels, checking your cables, checking all of your lights and making sure that those are working. Don't you have a, like a code for that? I remember when I took a class that the hog chapter put on there, was, was it Come on. Come on. Do you know? Come tech, on. T- I don't know. It's tea been a long clocks. Tea yeah. Clocks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's the acronym. I was close. At least I had the T part. You had the first letter. Boy, I'm Tires, impressed. what? Tires, your, um, now so, you gonna... I got you. <laughs> I know. Now oh. I took the writer coach up. <laughs> so it is all your choke <laughs> and you your, See, all of those things. Uh, you know, I'm not perfect. I have. <laughs> you, you don't have it memorized. Apparently. No, well, I do, but I just went through it and now you threw me out. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Lie, so you're even, you know, you're like, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? Yep. Deer in the headlights. So, um, yeah. So making sure that you check all of your fluids, make sure that the motorcycle is truly ready to go um, for the ride. And the last thing is, is make sure that you have all of your gear. So a few things that we always try and and make sure, not always, we do always try to make sure that we have on the ride with us is a couple of bottles of water. Make sure we stay hydrated because we're not sure exactly where we're going to go. And if it looks like there's rain in the forecast, make sure you have your rain gear. If there's a chance you might be at night, it may, may be a different pair of glasses, goggles, or eyewear that goes along with it. So gloves, if you wear gloves when you ride, just you know, preparing and making sure that you're ready with all the gear that you may have a need for. I think you missed one important thing. At least, at least it's really important to me. Okay. 
you got to have an empty bladder. That's true. Absolutely. I mean, you got to be prepared. I mean, and that's always, you know, for me, that's really important. I don't want to get on my bike and then I have to go and I got to have, you know, a whole group or I got to pull off the side, the sweep pulls over, wonder what's going on. But that reminds me of a story, Mikey, <laughs> but we'll just keep moving on. Yeah, we have lots. Story. We have lots of great story. stories like that. Mikey with Mikey had to go. So, yeah. Mikey had, here it is. Mikey had to go, but Mikey took off in front of the group. He hightailed it. Then he went off on an exit and then he caught back up to us. That's a long yeah, story. That's the short, short of it there. That's a fun story yeah. that I love. Um, but <laughs> that's yeah, really that's a, that's a great point is, you know, making sure that you are, you physically are ready to ride. So you've got the hydration, you've got the dehydration and the emptiness of your bladder and things are all taken care of um, and just ready to roll. So that's important for the group and, and making sure when everyone shows up and is ready, it makes everything smoother. So the other thing I want to, the part number two or key number two, I think is that you're familiar with group riding. And as we talked briefly, there is a way of communicating in a group and group riding. So you think about 20 motorcycles riding in a pack. How does motorcycle number one communicate all the way back to motorcycle number two that there's an obstacle in the roadway, just as a perfect example. So we do a lot of pointing either with fingers, depending upon the side of the motorcycle it's on, or you may point with a foot and stick a leg out to tell. And then the idea is, is that rider number one starts the signal and it slowly works its way back, just like an inchworm, all the way back to the back rider. And Does that's it always how, happen that way? Oh, no, it doesn't huh? always. In the perfect riding world, of course, that it would. However, that's not always the case. So, well, What if I'm afraid to take my hand off the handlebar? <laughs> Boy, we've heard that before. It depends. You know, if I don't you're think actually, it's somebody being afraid. They just want to be as safe, be safe, safe, safe. as they can. Sure. And yeah. that makes perfectly good sense. So, and if somebody's not comfortable doing that, I guess that's, uh, that's acceptable because what do we talk about? Ride your own ride, right? That is absolutely So when true. it comes down to it, no matter what the situation is, you're riding your own ride. Yes. And that's what I like about it. I'm going to ride my own ride. Right. If that means I speed in between people and go around. No, now you're not being safe with the group. Oh, oh, Come yeah, on. That, you right. got to think about that too. That's not riding my own ride and being safe. Being safe. You got to make sure you're safe. And so the ride your own ride is a great point of that, but knowing a little bit about hand signals and what I'm going to do is make sure that we pull together a basic hand signal format to post up with this in either YouTube or on our Facebook Biker Life Radio page. So come on out if you're not familiar with those hand signals. Yep, we'll certainly put something up there for you. And um, make sure that you're uh, there early enough to attend the pre-ride safety briefing because that's when that communication really haps, happens to the group as a whole in most circumstances. And the, uh, you may want to know who your ro- road captain or ride leader is, depending upon what they call them. And then also you may want to be familiar with who the sweet tail gunner, whoever's bringing up the back of the pack in case you may need them in a certain situation. So, and then if you're new to the group, you know, just be sure and let them know that because some groups actually have positioning for someone that's new or less comfortable with group riding. So, you know, it's open in communication and by all means, let everybody know. All right. Now, is that what you have? Is that all that you have? No, but I think we may need to take a quick break. And what, you got more to go over? I've got a few more things. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, if this is a good time, I think it's a good time. Take a quick break. Just stay with us. We'll be right back. And thanks a lot. 
Hi, Writer Coach Deb here. Just wanted to take a quick minute and share with you something that I have found that is a phenomenal safety item that every rider that rides with a helmet will want to have for their own safety and protection on the road. It's called the InView Wireless Brake and Turn Signal Light. It's designed to attach to your helmet, as I mentioned, and it syncs up directly with your brake lights and turn signals so that the car drivers that just seem to miss the signals that we put on will now be able to see it because it's right at eye level on your helmet. They're designed with ultra bright LEDs. As I mentioned, it is programmable and it works in conjunction with your brake lights and turbulent signals from the motorcycle. It's very easy to install and simple to use. So if you would like to find out more and get information about the InView, be sure and visit chucknndebshow.com forward slash InView and in the ordering process, put in coupon code BIKERLIFE. Again, chucknndebshow.com forward slash InView and utilize coupon code BIKERLIFE to get a great discount on the InView. You left off, so you have a spot, Deb. I do. Because I'm like, you know, I'm just like me, flying by the seat of my pants. I know, you're great at that, and I am the organized one. So let's just keep this organization going. Oh, oh that's right. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm on your, flying on your coattails. No, you're not. Yes, I am. So I you're... like it there, remember. <laughs> So I think the third and final point that I wanted to make about group riding, and you had alluded to this earlier, is be sure and ride your own ride. And I think that that's easy said. So when someone says ride your own ride, what does that mean to you? Yeah, well, I know what the technical meaning of, and that's what I would come to say is, you know, don't ride above your experience level. So ride what's comfortable basically to you. Okay. That's why, you know, I'm going to reserve my my comments. So, you know, I, I love me. that you said that because it is all about risk offset and, you know, your skill abilities compared to the risk that you're willing to take. And so as a new rider, you know, sometimes that is, you know, a little bit bigger safety gap. And that's what we tend to find with newer riders is that they like to just hold back from being real close in the pack. And it takes a while for you to learn and know how another rider is going to react um, and be impacted in the group riding concept and know how they're going to, um, you know, behave in front of you. <laughs> so throw me all off. Well, sorry, but that's just part of what happens. I know. So that's what I wanted to kind of bring into finalizing everything is making sure that you ride your own ride and be comfortable with that. And that's why that communication with your group, with the ride leader, as well as the sweep and as a new rider to the group is important to let them know. And the other thing with that is making sure that you don't focus on the rider just in front of you. I think we talked about that briefly uh, last week. It's called target fixation. And so, you know, that we talk about in the riding world is that there's this two-second scan, a four-second scan, and then finally your 12-second scan. And making sure that even in a group, you're not just fixated on the motorcycle directly right in front of you or one beside you, that you're kind of keeping an eye on the entire pack in front of you, as well as watching your mirrors behind you so that the rider behind you is not target fixing on you. So those were the three key components I wanted to be sure and talk about regarding group riding and get that out to our listeners. And then we did talk about last week as well as your lane. I think that's important. Yes. And uh, just keeping that lane open. Um, and maybe that helps with the target fixation. So if you're riding, maybe just shift lanes a little bit, maybe with inside your lane, maybe just go back and forth to make sure everybody's paying attention behind you, that kind of thing. Sure. That's a it's, great idea. Uh, you know, it's whatever you can do to make it all safe. And while we're on this subject, uh, I'd like to uh, tell a story. Uh, about a ride that we actually took and uh, we left out of the Tampa area and we were heading up to Jacksonville. I don't know how many miles that is. That's a lot of miles. 
It was a lot of miles. So, yeah, it was so, a good good day's ride. Was that five hours or something like that? Probably. Probably a good yeah. day. So we started off in the rain, if I remember correctly. Uh, you would know. I don't I, recall. Maybe not. I don't really recall, but anyway, we ended up in the rain all day. Actually, I think we did go for most, it was all day in the rain. rain. So, and we were taking some back roads to go across the state. And it's, this is a funny story. All right. It's one of our, our favorite stories. And there's this guy named Izzy. We hope Izzy's still around. We haven't seen him in a while. And Izzy actually was on the ride with us and it rained and, you know, we all had our gear on and Izzy actually bought a poncho. (laughs) And uh, so he had his poncho on, but not only did he just have his poncho, Izzy wanted to make sure that he was safe. Yes. Well, wait, you got to stop right there. Think think about a poncho on a motorcycle and it's flapping and all that stuff's going on. So think about a poncho on a motorcycle. But anyway, Izzy's a great guy, by the way. So, so, um, So he puts this poncho on. And we're all going down the road and he he's up in front of us, right? Right. And uh, he also painted because he was so he was so safety conscious. He wanted to make sure that people saw him in the rain. So he painted it yellow. <laughs> so I'll tell you right now, he got the nickname Big Bird right then and there. Yes. I don't remember who named him that, but he know. was Big Bird. This big yellow <laughs> thing going down the road, and it's pouring down rain. I mean, I'm not talking light. I mean, I'm th- this is, you can barely see in front of you, right? Um, and that's really important because you know you you have to understand the riding conditions when you ride. You're not going to really you have to figure out where to look on the road in order for you to stay on the road. It can be it can be quite dangerous. So uh, a lot of times you got to really pay attention, find a spot in the road. I don't know what the pros would say. I would look for the white line uh, on the side of the road right. or, you know, know where your dotted lines are, depending on where, where you were in the staggered position. But let me go back to the story. So as we were riding, he had painted it. And as we rode, his paint came off his poncho in flakes (laughs) in flakes (laughs) so not only when he got off the bike was he covered in yellow flakes so were a lot of the other people that were behind him right the the yellow paint was was everywhere so it was just a real funny story because it was one i would never forget it was also one i remember it was the first time i had my rings on and me and my story and rings didn't that happen you and rings yeah i don't know about that so because i was wearing my rings i i wasn't wearing any gloves okay so i don't know maybe there's a lesson shame on you whatever (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to ride my own ride. Right. There okay. you go. So we stopped at a stoplight, you know, uh-huh. in, going through this small town. And I reached <laughs> down or something when my rings fell off uh-huh, because your, my, my skin shrank. Right. <laughs> right. Because it was water all in the rain. Yeah. All the water log. And so uh-huh. I, think, I think you did. You got off or something. And got it. And yeah. you got the ring for me. So I was able to save it. But I do have another ring story that I'll have to tell at a later time. So I just always liked that story. It was a, it's a neat, a fun story. Uh, and uh, so. Yeah, I'll, 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 uh, power to you, Izzy. Hope all's going well out Yeah. There. So the other thing about Izzy and his yellow poncho is that as I talked about it flapping, he had bungeed it around mm. him in order to keep it tight, but he had it all he worked got, out. He so, had a plan before he got on the group ride. And, and this was a great group ride because we were doing a bunch of visits of Harley dealers. And so I know when we got over to Jacksonville, that trip as well is, I think there were tor- tornado warnings in oh, yeah, the hotel right, that, that night. night. And so yeah. every Everybody was hunkering down and trying to figure out. And then, and then the hotel we were in had completely solid glass fronts for windows on the front of each room. And so it was just, it was a ride and a trip we will probably neither never forget. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it's uh, it's sort of, sort of opportune. I don't know what the correct word is, but with all the rain that's been happening later, it's rain season. Hmm. And I'm thinking about taking a big ride here soon myself. Yep. 
and uh, I got to prepare for the rain. And you, it's just something that happens when you ride. You've got to be able to ride in the rain. You got to be able to prepare for the rain. And we've we've got other rain stories. It's it's mm. like rain. It's going to happen, guys. Yeah. So just be prepared for it. And it's something that you can actually make it through as long as you're prepared to do so. Right. But you're also going to probably head out on a ride this coming weekend, too. So that would give you a chance to go through that preparedness. There you go. That's a good idea. If you prepping. haven't ridden in the rain, ride yeah, in the rain. Ride in the rain. So get out there and take a ride. And I know that you're going to have a great time when you uh, get out there on the bike and do some fun stuff. So it's actually not so bad riding in the rain. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's a different perspective. You get to be in a different space. You just have to pay more attention, of course. Right. But you still get to ride. You still get to enjoy the ride. And it's just different things, different stories, different things that happen to you so that you can, <laughs> you know, just uh, experience life, I guess, so here- at its fullest. Find true freedom, hashtag. So here is a trivia question for you since oh, we've geez. gone down the rain path. When is the worst part to ride in the rain? After the rain. After, After it's rained. After it's rained. That's my guess. Yeah, I think if I remember right, reading, uh, believe it or not, I do read from yeah, time to time. You do. Is that the oil all gathers on the road? Okay, so and just it, after the rain has started is really oh, what you're saying, right? Well, it couldn't be either. Well, no, because if it depends okay, on I the see, rain, it'll so, washed off afterwards. Right, okay. right. So, no, I'm wrong. You're correct. No, I just if one, no, but that's if, right. I think you were thinking the right way. It just didn't come out yeah. quite right. So, yeah, just after the rain starts, too. when that water and oil begins to mix for the first time, usually in a heavy rain, then it's all washed away. So you don't have to worry about it. Yep. So, yeah, just something to think something about. Like that. That's when it's going to be yeah, the most so, slippery. There you go. Good thought. I think that's really important for people to know that haven't ridden before. And even if you have ridden before, you might not have known it. It's a great so reminder. I think it's a point. It's like when it first starts the rain, that is the, now that the it's coming dangerous. to me is the most dangerous because the oil that's been sitting there is now mixing with the water. Correct. And until it's washed off, then I guess, you know. Right. Got to be careful. That's right. Got to be careful. Always alert. All right. Anything else? We've, we've sort of, we try to keep the show just to uh, 20 minutes these days. Uh, just because we figure it's commute for you. And so right now, if um, we're going to sort of wrap things up, I guess, Deb. Yep. I know that things, as we mentioned yes or last week, we mentioned that things are starting to come back and from a motorcycle world perspective. And so a couple things I wanted to talk about is um, the, our university bike night here in our local area, we, didn't, we weren't able to attend, but I did hear that they had their first re- opening bike night last night. So kudos. I'm curious. Yep. Yep. We might have to reach out to those that run that. And if you're listening, please let us know how it went. We'd love to hear that back from you. But I know that Sturgis is the biggest upcoming. Of course, Laconia has already been canceled and rescheduled for August, but Sturgis is coming up. And that's um, in August? It's in August. And But the everyone needs to listen for mon- next Monday, June 15th, is when the council will be meeting in order to make the final decisions whether or not it will go on. Because the council is year. the city, because it's the city who puts it on. Is that correct? Um, or something I th- like that? The, the mayor is the one that is really petitioning it too. So it may be the city council. Um, that's probably making it happen. But I know that the mayor was on and I saw that was clip. He, was he positive? What is he, he wanting to go on? He absolutely. To, well, you know, that's what makes, you know, that's a good income for those folks. Right. Obviously. And I think that was his point is that, you know, the, the uh, groups that are drawing to you that, that relies on that income every single year, but also, you know, they're, primary focus right now is making sure that they do the safe distancing and keep everyone in a safe environment. And so, you know, again, June 15th, which is next Monday, be sure and listen up and check and see, and we'll be sure and bring that to you next week as well. The outcome of the whole Sturgis conversation. Hopefully, hopefully yep. Sturgis is on. Yeah, I'd hope so too. So the one uh, thing I want to- the 80th, I think, isn't it? 
It is the 80th. And I want to make sure that we end on a really awesome positive note. And I don't think I have shared this on the podcast that our Talamina rally totals are in. I know I shared it with our Facebook group and you know what? They blew the doors off this. So I'm just going to, if I've mentioned it before, I'm just going to mention it again. It is worth mentioning again. You got to give Neil his kudos, don't you? Absolutely. So the Talamina rally cruising for St. Jude. First of all, they have already opened up registration for next year. Something It is. So they've got some amazing. I mean, that tells you how much, how organized these folks are. Yeah, we they, are, we're going to go ahead and get registered for that too, so, that's it. so that we can make plans right now to be there. Yep. Uh, next year, it's always over Memorial. It's always over Memorial Day weekend, so they have it scheduled for May 27th through the 29th in Texarkana, Arkansas. Okay. So this year, though, for 2020, and we had many people in our local area that really supported us in helping to support the cause because we did some fundraising for the event as well. But the grand total that they were able to raise this year for the children of St. Jude is $68,137. I'll say that again, $68,137 all for children's cancer at the St. Jude's Children's Hospital. So way to go, way to rally together. And it seems as though um, that that group and that whole event just continues to grow and grow and grow. So I'm excited that they've reached out to us and kind of brought us into the fold of their family. And I look forward to seeing them next year for sure, if not before. (laughs) Good job, guys. That's phenomenal. Yep. Uh, that's an awful lot of money to raise. That's great. And that uh, especially so what amazing. was going on. So the time that, that, you know, everything that we were all going through. Right. So kind of kept the uh, focus. Let's just get through this. I just can't wait that's to right. just put all this stuff behind right. us. Right. Get to the other side yeah. where life becomes some sort of a new normal. So we yeah. hope things are going well for you out there. Uh, we're hoping for the best for you. And uh, we'd like you to do us a favor if you would. And that is to give us a review and tell us what you'd like to hear on the show, things that you like to cover. Uh, we're going to cover some, some biking issues, some ways to help you uh, in your riding. Since Deb is a Harley Davidson rider coach, why not be able to share some of those things with you? Right. And, uh, and that's not just for those that ride, but also the, those that aspire to ride. So we want to make sure that you come on board and if we can help you in any way, we'll be able to do that. Just tell us what you want to hear. We've got a good interview coming up next week, don't we? Oh, I'm super excited about that. Yeah, we definitely have an amazing interview. So be sure and tune in next week. Do we want to say who it is or? No, I want them to tune in. (laughs) So you got to tune in. We got a great interview coming next week. We'll be having more interviews in the future uh, with some really neat people that you're going to want to hear about. And we're just excited about what our future holds. Our whole life is about ready to change in many different ways. And we want to bring you along for the ride. Yeah, that's right. So please stay tuned. We appreciate all that you do. Be sure to follow us on the pages. Deb will go ahead and take that over. Absolutely. So you can leave us a voicemail message and connect with us and our sponsors on our website, which is chuckanddebshow.com. Also be sure to follow Biker Life Radio community on Facebook and be sure to like, share, and subscribe so that you never miss a show. And finally, please also leave us a great review. We'd appreciate it greatly. You can find us on iTunes and all all the platforms for the podcasting. So thank you so much. We appreciate you being part of our Biker Life community. Be sure to come back next week. We're going to have a great interview. You're going to like it. Yep. We'll see. And it's going to be, hey, here's a little tip. This, this person does adventure riding. Yes. So get to all your adventure riding buddies to listen in. But he has also created a phenomenal product you're going to want to hear more about too. That's and right. his story on how it all came about. That's what we hope to pull out of him. So be sure to stay tuned. Again, I'm Chuck. And Dad. And thank you so much. We really appreciate you, everybody. Have a great one. We'll see you again soon.